You're listening to a Force Watch edition of the Tall Card Podcast presented by Walk Softly Films. We are uh, three indie filmmakers. I'm your host, Alan Martin. With me as always, Scott Stafford. Konnichiwa. And Todd Sheen. Reach out. And touch someone. Let's, uh... <laughs> We're going to... Man, let's let's uh, get into some Encino, man. What do you say? Let's go. <laughs> man, people have been waiting. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make the big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. <laughs> I'd say most everybody that's listening right now is probably thinking, golly, where, where did I click on a 25 year old audio clip somewhere accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Scott won the, um, uh, Force Watch from a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. And uh, for whatever reason, only Scott will know, he decided to force us to watch the 1992 comedy Encino Man. Directed by Les Mayfield, uh, starring Polly Shore, John Astin, and... The man I loathe the most in Hollywood, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. It almost feels too easy now, uh, taking shots at Brendan. He's he's down on his luck. As both both stars of this movie, the only one who's who's sitting okay right now is is our is our boy Sean Astin. Rudy is doing okay. Yeah. What's uh, uh, What's the deal with Brendan Fraser? I might ask. Uh, he, I think the best way to put it is he looks rough. And yeah, he, he he looks sad. He's not aged well. Uh, and it just kind of why ha- isn't Hollywood casting Brendan Fraser anymore? He's working uh, this year. What I realized thirty years ago that he's awful. <laughs> he is going to work this year, though. I don't think on anything huge, but I think he's got two projects in the works. This movie, written, <laughs> produced by George Zaloom, and written by George Zaloom. So if, mm. if you're asking yourself, huh? <laughs> Who's George Zaloom? Well, he uh, he was I am. he was involved with Hearts of Darkness, which people know, like the the uh, um, documentary about the making of uh, what Todd? What, what's the name of the movie? Yeah, Apocalypse Now, right? Uh huh. And then the whole shebang. He wrote in two thousand one, the whole shebang, and that's pretty much it. There we go. Killer Killer Bees, the TV movie. Band in a Bubble. Oh gosh. The making of Terminator 2 3D. Not high profile. What what list would he be? A B C D is he on a list? <laughs> I think it's got to be close to to F list. F list celebrity George Zaloom. Spring Break 93, the TV movie documentary. <laughs> if you ask just uh, if you stopped me on the street and said, uh, "George Zaloom is semi-famous. Who is he?" <laughs> I would. My first response would probably be a uh, 1970s jobber wrestler from <laughs> AWA. You wouldn't say, "Oh, that's the producer of the TV movie Ducktales, the movie special." 
<laughs> George Zaloom. Anyway, sitting at fifteen percent with uh, with critics, fifty five percent with audience uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's rotten on both counts. <laughs> I can't believe that. Well, <laughs> well played, Stafford. <laughs> so. I guess let's go through it a little bit. I don't know how long this podcast is going to be because I don't. We kind of discussed earlier that I don't know how much we can actually say. Yeah, I'll give everybody a little insight into why I chose it. Uh, because that that will be the most interesting thing about this whole podcast. Polly Shore has been making the rounds on the news lately, uh, basically just being very open and honest about how his life sucks. He feels like his life sucks now, and he he, he does stand up comedy and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like he's very sad about his life. He knows uh, full well that his life will never be as good as it was at, at this exact time. That he was on top of the flipping world. And uh, he just, you know, that he, he had the time of his life and it's never coming back. And it was short and, you know, that's so that's so, and it just got me thinking about it. Uh, and I did like Encino Man when it came out. Uh, I remember getting some laughs out of it and, and that and how surprising that was that Brendan Fraser, I, you know, it was the first time I'd ever seen him. I think it was the first thing he'd ever done. And, yeah. I, you know, and I, I liked him. I, you know, I liked him as caveman and so i was just like hey let's let's take a look at encino man and see see how that thing aged yeah and and i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i think uh brendan brendan uh started out on top and then just went like he peaked from his very first appearance that was, that was his best role ever yeah i'll say i would agree with that i i, I do think it's by far my favorite work of his yeah um, when Polly Shore was making the rounds doing the stand-up comedy, he came to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and I heard him on a uh, just to, just to kind of uh, piggyback on what you were saying. I heard him on a um, a local radio show, and um, the the host asked him, um, "Do you still get like when you flew out here or whatever when the airports? Do you still get recognized?" And uh, Polly Shore said, uh, "Yeah, all the time. People come up to me all the time that recognize me." And um, the the host said, "Well, what did they say to you?" <laughs> and Polly Shore said, "Most of the time, they just ask me, man, what happened." <laughs> yeah, that's that's sad. It's very funny, but it is sad because you know it's true. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> you do go from like they see this dude everywhere, TV, movies. You know, he's he's ubiquitous for a. Uh, you know, a five-year stretch there, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Best five-year run of maybe anybody in the nineties, as good as anybody in the nineties. Yeah. What do you mean by as good as anybody in the nineties? <laughs> exactly. Making, uh, let's say, making the most out of what he was given. How about that? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, for 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 the talents he was blessed with, yeah. my man maximized. Taking a gimmick and running with it yeah. as well as anybody has for five straight years. And killing it with the ladies, from what yeah. I remember. I mean, the fact that he, you know, I mean, like, take a look at him. And he was doing very well for himself. And so uh, the the director, Les Mayfield, uh, this was Les his, is Les. This was his debut as well. And he followed it up with Miracle on 34th Street. In '94, yeah. which which we know, and Flubber, 
Lover with Robin Williams. 97. Oh. And Martin Lawrence, Blue Streak in 99. Blue Streak. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Blue Streak, and if I have, I don't remember it. Is that the one that has Luke Wilson in it, too? Don't know. Yeah, I, re- I recognize the name, but yeah, I don't, I don't know or remember anything about it. Okay, so let's get into this thing, yeah? That's Luke Wilson, Todd. So, okay. Um, so my first note that i have on here of course they open up with the ice age and, and him getting separated from the cave woman and, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and and i guess falling into the ice or whatever and then we like they show that shaking and then we see sean astin waking up to the earthquake and the first note i made was i'll be surprised if uh astin faking the earthquake isn't the funniest thing in this movie <laughs> <laughs> Because it was bad. Wow. You could tell he just sat up and started quivering to yeah. to make and then they, they started shaking the camera. Yeah. And on that note, uh, last episode I talked about uh, aging is weird to me, and, and you got mm-hmm. Sean Astin here, and, and we've seen, like, every portion of Astin's life, and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We saw him as the, what, nine, ten-year-old kid in the Goonies. Mm-hmm. And then you get Rudy and, and this, and so you, you're getting your what, like eighteen ish, nineteen twenty, some, yeah. somewhere in there, and then you know, and then you get uh, young adult with the with the uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, mm-hmm. chubby Sean Astin, and and now you get Stranger Things too, where he's full on he, like the rest of us, he's a middle aged man. Yeah. <laughs> But, I thought so, you were going to say sad sack. So it was interesting to to to, to dip back into uh, very young adult Sean Astin. Astin. Yeah. And you know, w- one thing I want to say about Sean Astin, the one of the probably the best thing I can say about Sean Astin is his dad was Gomez. Huh. That's the best thing you can say. Well, I did not know that. That's interesting. That's one of the things, but yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're cutting Sean Astin short. If that's the best thing you can say, well, you know, Sean Astin, he, I, I kind of like Sean Astin. I do, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Samwise, but that's not his fault. That's yeah. you know, he's Samwise is very, uh, I don't know, but uh, I like, I love the Goonies, and so I'm gonna always love Mikey. You know, yeah. I'll love Aston forever for no other reason than than for Mikey. But I was totally on board with Stranger Things too, and and Bob the Brain, and and I like I like Sean Aston, and I liked Rudy up fine, is what I recall. Yeah, I was like when I get around to seeing Stranger Things too about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, sounds like somebody needs to watch Toy Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'll be I'll be honest, and and this is going out on a little bit of a limb, but he gave me some laughs in Fifty First Day. I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah, fifty first dates. I don't remember yeah. that. I don't remember him in that. He he was like he was kind of chubby, but he always wore the like mesh shimmel tank top and tried to be like to act like he was buff. Um, and he was a little little hyper. He was pretty funny. I didn't see fifty first dates. Well, I'm, that might be another force. If I ever win again, boys. Is that one of those Adam Sandler comedies? It is Sandler. Yeah. Kind of like... Uh, maybe the last one worth watching. Um, but anyway, we're digressing. Um, <laughs> Stretch this thing out, baby. We are. We, we, we promised we wouldn't. Um, <laughs> so we see uh, we see Aston. Uh, Dave is his character's name. We see him. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, out in the backyard, just digging a huge hole with, uh, with wearing jeans, digging a hole single-handedly <laughs> with a shovel in yeah. jeans and a denim coat. Yeah. <laughs> in California. In Southern California. How many parents in <laughs> Would, would your all's parents have been cool with y'all digging up your backyard for a pool? I don't think so. But if I was to do it, I bet they they would say, hey, maybe you should uh, come up with a different method there than a shovel. It's going yeah. to take a while. And I loved how smooth the ramp was. Already. He was very good at it. I'll say that. He had the shape perfect with that shovel. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um... So then we this is the first our first time to see the weasel. Stony comes oh, in. Oh, Stony, there he is. And he's he's not gonna help dig. He's just gonna chill. Right, <laughs> yeah. Ty. <laughs> yeah. He's uh <laughs> Yeah, he's just gonna <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stanley oh, Stony Brown, a loud, obnoxious hippie slash new wave teenager who is a fan of the game show Jeopardy. I'd missed that part, uh, his fanhood oh, yeah. of Jeopardy. Um, his outlook on life is profound and deeper than his thoughts seem to go. He's compassionate and quick thinking, able to soothe Link's primal instincts by showing him how to harness fire. Uh, so the Jeopardy thing, if you want to know, uh, that come that that becomes uh, a a point when. Um, Dave is trying to convince him of all the money they can get from discovering the caveman. And he tells him we can buy a mansion. We can do that. We can buy cars. We can do that. And then he says, you'll have enough money to sit around and watch Jeopardy for the rest of your life. And he was like, now I'm in. Wow. So what got him to, to agree to do it for one, one line. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And for some reason I remember, (laughs) but also a new scooter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so Polly was famous going into this. He, he he had already, uh, was well known and people knew his look. And I thought it was really interesting that you basically just took a real dude and Mm -hmm. put that real person into your movie. Like you wrote a real person into your movie and changed his name, but his entire shtick, you just took and plopped him in there. Uh, he was so he was famous already at the time for a show he had on MTV called Totally Polly. Uh, if in if people out there, and I'm sure there are plenty who are not familiar with Polly Shore, like look it up because he was a thing all his own, and he was very famous and and well liked wow. at the time. Uh, so Disney expected this would bring an existing audience to the film. And, right. and it tested well with teen audiences and Mayfield thanked Wayne's world, which came out a while uh, before Encino man for showing a comedy aimed at this demographic could do well. Okay. Proceed. Yeah. And um, also they wanted Polly for the link role, the caveman role. Okay. Brendan's look. And they didn't really have a part for, Polly, so they just put Stony in the script and <laughs> let him ad lib all his lines. That makes total sense. Does doesn't it? Yeah, because I was thinking, like, did somebody write, sit down with a typewriter and write "Weezin the Jute Dash Ooze" and stuff like that? You know, 
because it, it, it is it's just him being him so yeah, yeah that's a, living it up. that's a yep. that's a good note that's crazy to me like he yeah. whatever like that he probably should have certainly got paid more because they i mean they're riding his back for this movie no doubt about it yeah like hey this dude is super popular let's <laughs> let's you know let's uh, leverage that and make uh, yeah, make a movie two weeks we'll stick him on set uh-huh. see what he um okay so i just We'll do some broad strokes to get through this, this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're like into the second scene. Well, let me say my my broad stroke then. Yeah, oh, well, are you going to get into... Am I skipping over if we if we go to like... They find a uh, they find a caveman in, in the pool that he's digging, right? Go ahead. That's okay, fine. so they... They they uh, he's digging the pool. They have a an earthquake, and uh, you know I guess it shook it. You know shook the 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 ice block loose from where he had been frozen at the very beginning. The the, uh, the flashback scene, but they find him in this ice, and they go put him in like the shed or the garage. And uh, Sean Astin, Dave is very excited about it because he immediately thinks this is his answer to becoming more popular at high school. I don't know how he's gonna put those two things together yeah. what he even tries to use it on his ex-girlfriend that he wants to get back together with before, uh, yeah you want to come and see a caveman <laughs> before he's even unthought he's like yeah. this is, is going to do the trick come come to my house and see this uh caveman yeah. in a block of ice um <laughs> they go home after school and the ice is melted they've they've set up heaters the ice is all melted and he's gone and they say something like ah oh, we he melted you know he's gone and they discover that he's when they go inside the house but they start seeing like muddy handprints and stuff everywhere and they 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 get a clue that uh-oh maybe something's up here and maybe he's maybe he's in here and they're they're scared and they go up and they, there's smoke coming out from under the door and they go in there so anyway there's the caveman and he is unthawed he is fully awake and uh so this is where you know immediately the movie becomes we have to take care of him Mm -hmm. and dave's motivation is okay this is even better we can use him to make us popular somehow yeah right uh (laughs) and this is where i think the whole movie hinges right here and this is this is what it's about and it comes from polly uh stoney says we got to teach him how to wheeze. <laughs> and I feel like that's the whole movie is, and, and, and really like, you know, is a lesson for us all. Man. And teach him how to wheeze. <laughs> yeah. What problems can't be solved. <laughs> exactly. I think uh, there's a lot of places in our lives that this can be applied. And if you could just, <laughs> you know, if you just teach them how to wheeze. Teach everybody how to wheeze. <laughs> so, okay. So take it from there, Alan. What? Well, I made a note, and I don't know when this was in this timeline. I made a note that um, Sean Astin's speaking wheeze is one of the more painful things I've ever uh, seen. Yeah. There's only one dude that can do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't try, Sean. <laughs> not Sean Astin. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I also note that I don't know how Peter was the more successful of the DeLuise brothers. Cause I really did like Mike. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael in this. Oh yeah, that's I, right. Holy I, moly! In this movie, younger Deloise. Cause I thought he was familiar, but yeah, the fact that he's so young there. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Good. He was just. He was perfect. Classic eighties. Yeah. Nineties. 
Oosh. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm with you on that. The 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 bad guy, the classic '80s high school foil. Uh, he's he's perfect. Yeah. What's the character's name? They're in the chemistry class, and uh, Sean, uh, Dave is looking over at <clears throat> the 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 love of his life, Robin. <laughs> yeah. And Matt's Matt's head pops into the screen, yeah. and he starts shaking his head no. Right. Like, yeah. Great. That is a great scene. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like I like the fact that he, you know, this guy who's all about you know popularity and tail. Uh, instead of going to the prom or the dance or whatever, he's over at the house finding, uh, finding out that, um, or, you know, what, what, oh, he's, he's, he, he gets the photos, steals the, the Polaroid photos from, uh, Aston's house, uh, so he can, so he can tell everybody at the prom. Yeah. He thinks that's going to do it. He thinks he's, he's really got him now. Yeah. Um, so I also want to ask if you all you ever used any of that slang that they were using in this movie. Any of the like, poly slang? That, no, the girl like Sean was saying, like when that that and maybe it was for effect to show how goofy he was or just dorky or whatever, but um when they when they were looking at that poster of the girl and they were saying gazongas or whatever. Yeah. And called her a Betty. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you all ever call a girl a Betty in the nineties? Never, ever. Do, I don't think there was a single term in there like that that I used. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Um, and then the way they used the the context they used jive in, I wrote that down as like I, I've never I never used jive, <laughs> never. Well, and Stony is you know he's all about the, the only thing he's about is the nugs, the and, nugs, and and wheezing the he's in the juice and uh so yeah um what about the grindage the grindage yeah, yeah he's all about the grindage and that was a quote i wrote down uh and i think this is part this is the um it's, it's so seriously like people dummies out there made a religion out of the force and to me like if you want an ethos I think you should turn to Encino Man. Really, yeah. I mean, like Dave is totally in the in the wrong. He's 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 seeking out the wrong things in life in and popularity. It's all he cares about. And and Stony, he doesn't care about that. He's got everything he needs. Uh, if you're what do you say? Okay. Uh, Dave says the only thing you ever cared about, Stoney, was nugs, chilling, and grindage. Right. <laughs> so those are the only three things he cares about. But uh, I liked this quote. When they're all eating dinner together, the whole family, and apparently Stoney eats over there pretty much every night uh, with, with Dave's family. He says, and he's talking to Dave's dad, I think. He says, if you're edged because I'm wheezing all your grindage, just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happening at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my gosh. And I mean... It was all ad-libbed. I guarantee it. Yeah. And it's ridiculous, but it gives you more background into who Stoney is than a lot of movies I've seen that like are actually trying like he's got a crappy home life and his parents suck and 
Like, so that's why he eats with them every day. And so my gig. So hardcore cruster. (laughs) Oh man. Gosh, that's just great. Um, also like the, uh, the the food mart where they started wheezing the deuce. I like the sign <laughs> marquee. Just said food mart ninety nine cents. <laughs> That's not said. Not what was ninety nine cents or anything. Just ninety nine cents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you all find Robin's uh, turn from Matt to Dave? Oh yeah. Abrupt and with no explanation. Extremely abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> she broke up with him at Blades after he hit. After Matt hit Link, uh-huh. and and suddenly she's you know just liking she's into Dave. Yeah, it happens a lot of weird stuff. It happens at ice rinks. That's right. <laughs> was uh, what was the game? Rad, Rad Racer, something like that. Was that a real game? I think that was pole position. Okay, and they slapped it. Looked a... like a pole position uh, paper pole position. Is that, is that right, Todd? Maybe it looked like a pole position cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, game, I mean the game, the gameplay too. Yeah, it did kind of look like pole position. Yeah. Um. Did you catch the wrestling match when they were showing? Uh, when they were training Link how to fight? Did you catch he was wrestling? Oh, I did, and I can't. I remember. looked, but I couldn't. I didn't. I don't think I recognized. I didn't try too hard. <laughs> Dino Bravo. Oh man! Had somebody in the airplane spin, but I couldn't tell who it was. Nice work there, Dino Bravo. Yeah, I would have never. It was before yeah. my time when I started getting into it. Dino Bravo. Um, I also got really excited. Y'all just jump in here. I'm just going through notes now. Um, but I also got really excited. Uh, when um, the Goonies were back together on screen. Yeah. And I- realized that was going to happen yeah data was on there i got very excited also oh, yeah 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 also short round right <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. I, I was very excited that the goonies were back I w- yeah way. i would have loved it if they had snuck some more of them in there uh yeah <laughs> at that time feldman was probably too big and doing his own thing but uh you know i feel like you could have definitely got chunk in there Chunk could have been in there for sure he could have been one of their buddies yeah Easily. Yeah. Um, I don't know at what point this was that I conceded, but I, I I just at some point just quit trying to figure out Robin and what her deal was. <laughs> that character is as spastic as far as what she acts like as anybody I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. All over the place about I like Matt and then I don't and I like Dave, but I'm gonna go to prom with Link and then I'm gonna get mad at everybody. Uh-huh. It, it was it was really, really absurd. <laughs> yeah, I will say that she, uh, before she was in, um, before she was in Encino Man, she was in a lot of B movies by uh, a guy named Charles Band back in the eighties. Wow, look at this! She did a lot wow. of 80s movies like um, Trancers Two, um, Cali. Uh, I don't know if it was Demonic Toys. Uh, <laughs> some real good stuff. See, I mean it. This um, see, this is straight from his noggin. Everybody, like this is this is why he's yeah, on the show. Everybody. Yeah, this is this isn't. I'm not googling this. I'm not IMDBing. It's no, he's human Google. Give <laughs> me Google. And so, I thought she was fine in the role. I just thought the role was written really bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably her first big, probably mainstream role. If I if I'm remembering correctly. 
she's got you know she had that kind of eighties look you know the mm-hmm. clean cut young American lass as they say. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about Brandon a little bit and Link. Uh, what are you guys thinking just overall about about the decisions they made with him and and did it work for you? And you know, does Link work for you? Did he did it make you laugh? Did Link make you laugh, Brendan Fraser? Sure, Todd. <laughs> well, um, you know, I mean this this movie came out in '92, right? It was '92. Um, I had, if I'm remembering correctly, I was just getting ready to uh, graduate college. I was 26 probably or something around that, that age. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, I think I, I saw it in a movie theater, I paid to see it. Yeah. And then, and then I watched it again when it came out on tape. So it's not like I just watched it once. Yeah. You were obviously on board to some degree back then. Right. But yeah. but what I you sent us a you sent us yeah. a picture of the VHS tape you had. Yeah, Todd has That's a screener true. tape. It was yeah. a screener tape. Yeah, it was when I worked at a movie video store, and we every once in a while they'd give us movies that we could take home and watch, and I and I probably took it home and watched it uh, <laughs> once. But I I'd say I maybe once, maybe once on VHS, once in the theater. But what I'm asking you is, yeah. did fifty year old Todd laugh at Link? No, by Brendan Fraser. No, no not no, once. I, I didn't laugh at Link. Wow, I, I still got amusement out of Link. I have to say, like I, I do. I'm with Alan. I do not like Brendan Fraser, and and he's yeah, he's on the bottom of my list. But <laughs> this, him in this was like to me the the best thing you could have possibly done with Brendan Fraser, and I did like. I liked that he it. There wasn't like a constant. He wasn't constantly getting better with like the English language and stuff like that. I, I liked right. where they kept him in his grunts and his you know few words, and I thought that worked. And I was glad they didn't kind of constantly let him grow. And you know they they did teach him how to wheeze, and that was enough. Yeah, right. And that's all you need to do and grind. The shot, <laughs> the shot that got a laugh out of me when I watched it last night. Is I got it got a laugh out of me in the theater when I saw it, and uh-huh. that's the shot that Alan was talking about where Deloise's head comes into the frame. Yeah, yeah, all, so all three of us got a laugh out of it. Yeah, yeah. popping into frame. That's uh, it. Wow, the, that's I'll it. The whole movie. The whole movie. Wow. I'm just. I, I'm wanting to say he is there, dead inside. Yeah, I am. It's dark. It's very dark <laughs> in there. Um. Yeah. Even even a little bit of light, sophomoric light. I wanted to ask you, Todd. Did uh, did Henry watch it by any chance? He did not. Okay, he was already asleep. Sophie did, and she enjoyed it somewhat. My my fourteen year old daughter got in had some. She wasn't like glued into it. You know, she was doing her own thing, but she she had a few moments that she enjoyed. Yeah, I played the uh, I, I played the trailer of it. For my uh, daughter Havana, who's eighteen, and um, <laughs> going to watch it and, the and said, "Are you in?" <laughs> we went into her bedroom and watched um, 
uh, top model, America's Next Top Model on her laptop. Boo. <laughs> she was 100%. Yeah. What a well, turn down. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I really did enjoy, uh, as far as Brendan Fraser goes, I, I may have got a couple laughs out of him, but I made a note that even his grunts annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> Because it wasn't he wasn't just grunting it. At some point, it became Phil Hartman doing Frankenstein grunts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked how Dave's plan after <laughs> after it didn't work with getting uh getting the girl because he had a caveman and getting popped. <laughs> yeah, which sh- shockingly didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> then I like how the backup plan is to just take him out to the park and get him a handful of quarters and just leave him. There wasn't even, yeah, like not even to the park. Like Lord knows yeah. how far he drove him. <laughs> yeah, he was just getting rid of him because Robin wanted to go to the prom with him. I'm just going to take you out to a deserted forest <laughs> and give you some quarters just in case you make it to Blade, so you can play your favorite video game and <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, yeah. See ya. Look. Yeah, he was. Dave's not a great guy. He's, he's a, a douche. He's but a- then. Not, but then right after that, after he punches uh, Wheeze, you know, he wheezes the Wheeze. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, they have that. He, he realizes the error of his ways, and then they all have a big hug, and it's all great. Yeah, I guess. Thank goodness for Stoney. Uh, <laughs> he teaches us so many things. He really does, Stoney. Um, when they're digging him out, he says... Uh, Dave says, "You got to help me dig him out. Look, you were here. You're part of it." And he and Stoney says, "I don't want to be a part of anything. I'm just happy to be me." Think about that. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Thank it's you. simplistic, but the lesson, though. The lesson. Yeah. Wow. We could all be a little more Stony. Uh huh. And teach our friends how to wheeze. And wheeze. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if stealing icy from the, the <laughs> food mark ninety nine cents necessarily a good idea, but I got I mean, a laugh out of that. There was some line in there when they're doing that and they're sticking their heads under the thing, and the and the Indian shopkeepers are getting angry. There were at least one or two lines that made me laugh in there somewhere. Yeah, and I thought the part was pretty funny when he was teaching him the food groups and it was milk all- group, <laughs> vegetable group. Um, also, the part where they were running to the car. Um, at the end, do you think that like the way it looked, I, I made a note that I wonder if this is the first time Polly Shore ever ran in his entire life. <laughs> it looked weird. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, most definitely not the most, uh, physical of, of no. <laughs> specimens. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't, I don't, I don't think athletics were ever in his, uh, his sphere of influence. Yeah, it kind of looked like somebody had tied his knees together. <laughs> yeah, I always conf- I always got Polly Shore confused with Howie Mandel. I always, you know, and I mean, I knew they were totally different people, but they just to yeah. me they seemed like they're yeah. in the same kind of. I can wheel. see that. I can see, yeah, uh, having a similar a similar thing going. Uh, how, do you all do you have any appreciation for Polly and his shtick at that time? I liked Son-in-Law. I liked Son-in-Law a lot more than I did uh, Encino Man. I think Son-in-Law was actually really funny. Uh, but that's because I think I, Son-in-Law had more, it had better, um, 
Oh gosh, it had much better uh, acting around it. He had there yeah. were some good old character actors there. He, um, it's and that's I mean it's a same it's basically the same movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he he goes and stays with his uh, a girl that is um, at a girl at college. He goes home to stay with her during Thanksgiving, and they they come up. You know they're walking. You know she lives out in the country, and she and she went. She's going to school like at UCLA or something like that. So they. You know, she's he's kind of opened her door or uh, spread, you know, new horizons for her because she's from such a small town. And, you know, I mean, they're they're like walking up to her house. They get they get to the house and we're walking up to it. And uh, her grandfather sitting out front. He's this gray haired guy. He was the guy that did the the voiceover for Smuckers. And uh, he uh, Polly Shore looks at me and says, "Oh my gosh, it's Bartles or James!" <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it is good if you so, have. If you weren't sold on that one, everybody, right? <laughs> if that didn't do it for you, short Todd's answer is yes. <laughs> hey, so uh, while you're on the subject of son-in-law, uh, I can't. I don't have any re- recollection of whether I've seen that movie uh, whatsoever. If if I did, it didn't make an impression like Encino Man clearly did. Um, <laughs> but since you do cle- clearly have a great recollection of, of Son-in-Law, it, I saw that Link makes a cameo in this movie. In Son-in-Law, yeah. It would tell, uh-huh. tell me, please. What? How does that work? I think it's I think it's at the beginning close to the beginning when they're at when they're in the dorm um and I'm wanting to say I I, I may be this may be off I may be off a little bit but it seemed like uh he's chomping on a frog again <laughs> and I don't know that for sure <laughs> but as you know he, he gets a yeah. formaldehyde frog oh, which and is takes a bite so gross head. yeah uh for some reason that makes me much happier than it should that Link makes a cameo in another movie. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I was all in. Probably sure. I saw, I went to okay. the movies to see everything. I, I, I saw Encino Man. I saw Son in Law. I saw Jury <laughs> Duty. I saw In the Army Now. I saw Biodome. Like, I was in on the five year run of Polly Shore at that point in time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy Polly and his whole, and I knew what I was going to get when I went and I wanted it. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like you really wanted it bad. I wanted it bad. I, I think I might have been indifferent and not, not couldn't quite figure Polly out at the time, and maybe he was a little too far out there for me. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I, I know I liked this movie, and he entertained me. Uh, now I dig it. I like that he was. He really was his own yeah. thing, man. He he was uh, extremely unique, and like you know, he wasn't taken anybody else's thing like he he invented this I, like, I don't know if he would like grew up around kids that talked like that or whatever but you know to me there wasn't anybody like him and there and there and really hasn't been uh but like his the way he dressed and yeah the, his is all his slang and everything it was very very unique i can say that and i and i i enjoy it even today for whatever you reason you dig on those nugs <laughs> it wasn't like you know making me hee-haw laugh or anything like that but it's just like i don't know there's something about it it's like yeah i appreciate you polish or and you're yeah. doing your own thing 
Right, and it, because it didn't seem forced, like it came so naturally to him, it was almost like very authentic and genuine that he was doing yeah. this. And it was it was definitely was a shtick, but he did it. Yeah, like it was definitely him doing it. And it was positive. And, yeah, right. and you know maybe that was part of the time period too. But like especially you know tail end of the nineties, everything started to get so snarky and negative and even that's you know probably was my sense of humor was was you know to to cut on everything but but he was he was you know he was bringing positive vibes to everything and that was his thing um positive vibes polly i I wrote down like i just started a list of all the really bad gags in this movie (laughs) by, by link being a caveman and not knowing modern society so can I read? Can I read off the list because it's extensive? Okay. All right. So the bad gags in the movie that were that are just so cliche for these type of movies. Stepped on the rake. Yep. Yeah. And handle his face. Uh, dancing with the rappers. Oh man, that was that was something there. <laughs> and those two rapper guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, walking into the glass. Uh. Yeah. Let's see something about oh the brain freeze when he drank too much icy, yeah. um, quoting I'll be back from Terminator, uh, squirting the butter into his mouth, <laughs> yeah, eating dog food. I, I liked the butter. I might have I might have giggled at the yeah. butter. Yeah, I feel like that that was a trope for they don't know our society. They're just gonna squirt something in their mouth. Cause, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eating dog food, uh, eating the eggshell, eating the frog. A lot of eating gags. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Sounds like it. <laughs> and then the uh, the two wheel driving in a Ford Tempo. Uh huh. Yeah. Awesome. Extended, extended yes, drive. They milked right. that. They, yeah, they sure did. They had that tempo and the stunt driver for a day, and they got all the use they could have. <laughs> And then just straight drinking the salsa, and it's funny because it's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to spit that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> Those were all the all the the, the tropey gags that were in Encino uh, Man for that. What about the scene where uh, the the um, he he um, he kind of picks on the really hot chick at the at the bar, and yeah. then the two guys come up, and then they're they're talking to him in spanish and of course he was in spanish class right, yeah and they say something to him and he says oh yeah that was a good the, one too the cheese is moldy moldy bathroom yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they liked that i remember that part yeah did so did you get did you get a little little giggle out of that uh, yeah todd i may be smirked mm, see uh, i think I there smirked. there's some hidden laughs in there that you're not you're not letting us in on I, yeah. I thought, man, I should have watched Southern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film, yes, yeah. The just a few notes. The Encino Man made almost ten million dollars opening weekend, and a total of over forty. Uh, it was a box office success, and with the critics, not so much. Polly Shore's performance won the Razzie Award for oh. worst new star. That's in, that's insane. It is insane. There's no way that there were that was it was fun. <laughs> right. I mean it what like that's that's dumb. That's straight like it, on Polly cuz he's different. Yeah. At, at that time. 
Exactly. Like he's doing exactly what he wants to do. Like this, you know, this is why he was brought on to the film. And, and, I you need know, to know who the other contestants were. I'm going to look it up <laughs> in, in 90, whatever that was. Yeah. I mean, it's 1992 Razzie award. Um, let's see. I've got, while you're looking it up, see if I can find some other things. The, uh, uh, Fraser, uh, also briefly appears as a soldier in, in the army now starring shore and his name on his fatigues is link. Whoa. He loved it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> like, I, 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 would you be in on like he, he's down, you know, he, the, the dude's not working much. He's kind of down on his luck. Kind of sad these days. Sad sack. Uh, if, if, Somebody put together, kind of like they're doing with Bill and Ted, if they said, hey, Brendan, we want you to, we're going to make a movie of like what Link's life is like today, you know, all these years later. Like just pick up, you know, 30 years later and 20 something years later. Like, would you be in on that? <laughs> would you be in on that? <laughs> would you want, it's on, let's see. Would you pay like, a buck from net from Redbox to watch that. Yeah, I would. I would. I yeah. would. Especially yeah, if I might even pay like three dollars if it's streaming on Amazon or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and hopefully it would be like a smart writer that would you know because I like that concept could be funny like you know that he just had a crap life you know after yeah. we we left him off there. But anyway, Todd doesn't sound like he's in. I don't think he's um, in. All I know is that the CBS radio network said, if you liked Wayne's world, you'll love Encino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I question that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you want to hear the uh, worst new star nominees for the 1993 Razzies? Yep. What he won was worst new star. Yep. So it was him. It was Jorge Coraface. <laughs> in for Columbus, the discovery. Discovery, yes. How bad right. was he, uh, Todd? Well, because that was the year that two Columbus movies came out, fourteen ninety two. Yeah, the discovery time, and then there was the discovery. Yeah, who, or a five, who else? The five hundred. It was the five hundred year anniversary, I guess. Yeah, Columbus. yeah. You so. had to do it. You had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin Costner's crew cut in The Bodyguard. Oh, wow. Whitney Houston in The Bodyguard. God rest her soul. And, uh, Sharon Stone's Beaver. <laughs> how are you gonna, how are you gonna make Polly Shore be worst new star over Sharon Stone's oh, Beaver? Sharon Stone's genitals. <laughs> Come on. From Basic Instinct. So there you go. That's garbage. Good year, man. Any any final uh, anybody else final final thoughts on on Encino Man? Yeah. Wasn't it, it, it wasn't the best Force Watch experience. <laughs> but it, it <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It was definitely in the middle of the Force Watch uh, spectrum. <laughs> it it'll always will always have uh, the Greasy Strangler <laughs> to to come in. Yeah. You know what though? You're still talking about it though. You're still talking about it. It'll it'll come up every episode. 
Brennan, last thoughts on Brendan Fraser as as a star. Like, uh, let me give my little Brendan Fraser take. Then I find it amazing. So this was his debut, but there was a time, and we know what he where he's at now. You, 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 he's not working. You don't see him. He looks. He's fallen. He's hit the wall. I guess worse than especially most m- male actors do. You know, I mean, look at Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's, Pitt's older. Like, yeah. uh, Brendan's going to turn 50 this year. Um, he, you got Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, like all those guys <laughs> still look pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're looking really good. And, you know, and, uh, you know, how your Paul Newman's and your Redford's did and, uh, yeah. uh, Steven Stallone's into it. Like, uh, male stars in Hollywood don't really change until they hit their 60s. And, for the most part, but Brendan most certainly has. I mean, he just looks like a, like any schlub off the street, you know, just not looking well. But it's amazing to think of that there was a point in time where would you would you all agree with this that he was basically what Chris Pratt is right now? Like, would would am I overstepping to say that he was in that spot? Like, he was the go to funny action guy yeah i think so like he wasn't nearly like he's he's chris pratt without actual talent <laughs> right yeah I, I, i'm not not to, not to compare yeah. the yeah to compare their talent whatsoever but as far as like yeah getting and who you yeah like because he got the mummy franchise he got um he got george of the jungle uh yeah is there any movie at, at all that he's been in that you like at all now I love Airheads. Yeah, it was wow. pretty good. I love Airheads. I I don't think I've seen it. If I did, I, it's gone. I don't remember it. I might have. Um, it's got Sandler and Fraser and Steve Buscemi are in. Oh. They're in a they're in a band. Yeah. They're trying to get their uh, demo tape listened to by a disc jockey in hopes of getting a recording contract. And the the disc jo- they take the disc jockey uh, hostage because he won't play it. Uh huh. Uh, and then yeah, he's yeah maybe I, I've seen at least part of that. Yeah, he's he's talking to him about what you know. Look, you guys got some problems. First off, you've named your band the Lone Rangers, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you can only be one ranger. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Another good one, uh, the Scout, wow. with uh, Albert Brooks. He plays a. Uh, that was actually pretty good. I feel like Todd likes at least half of Brendan's filmography. Likes Brendan Frazier. I think it's been established. <laughs> yeah, we, we, this is what we've learned in this episode. I think he's got a Dudley Do-Right movie poster in his basement. <laughs> Dudley Do-Right. Oh, my gosh. And George of the Jungle. I would never have how many How many 70s, 60s, 70s cartoon properties can one man adapt I mean that was right. crazy there for a, a little bit. Yeah, a heck of a run. And right. to look at him in George of the Jungle and compare to what he looks like now. Yes, I, just put in your Google Brendan Fraser now. <laughs> yeah, talk about a dude who looks like he's melting, like you said, Kurt Douglas was on the last episode. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I don't recall saying that about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think. I don't think. think it, like you can see me, can't you, Todd? <laughs> uh, I, well, I saw I saw his IMDb uh, headshot looks okay. Look at that. 
Uh, let me uh, let me do the image search. No, look, I'm showing it to you in the camera. Oh, wait a minute. Turn your turn your video on. Oh, he. Yeah, he looks all right. <laughs> and that's what? a that's a good one from some of them that I've seen. <laughs> it's him actually smiling, but it looks like he's been crying for three days. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right, do we want to go into uh, who won? Who won the the next Force Watch? Yes, they, well, we're signing off on Encino Man. Thank you, Polly Shore, uh, yes. for everything you've done for us. And uh, so now, um, yes, we were we bet on the uh, Rotten Tomato score of uh, the um, I don't know the greatest the showman. greatest showman, yeah, <laughs> greatest showman. Todd wins with the lowest tomato score. So congratulations, Todd. Thank you again. I, I can feel I can feel that you really mean it this time. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So what are you forcing us to watch this week? Oh gosh, there's so many possibilities. Um, man. Um, I mean, golly, Airheads. You know, Airheads is really. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, you know, are we going to go back to back, Fraser? No, <laughs> I got to think we have to. I mean, it's your contest, but I just want to—I need to make that point. I'm down. Uh, <laughs> are you down? <laughs> if that's what you want to do, I'm down. I can't say one way or the other. I just—Are you sure? I just want to make it clear: we will be doing back to back Fraser comedy. <laughs> ah, golly, um, man, that's a tough one. Part of me wants to, but another part of me doesn't want to. Um, <laughs> That's the me part of you. <laughs> the me part. Because um, there's so many, you know, there's so many more. I mean, what if I never win Force Watch again? Well, <laughs> until next week. <laughs> and then I've never, and then I wasn't able to share these other gems. So. You got to think about it. I, I will say this. If I were share if i were forcing a a, a fraser movie mm -hmm. it would probably be airheads because i think airheads has uh i'm trying to think who directed it it was the guy that directed heathers i believe yeah. you can't no you can't do <laughs> your own solo force watch right here before we even so you can't sneak in a force watch Hey, I just hey, I just did. <laughs> He's digging into facts already, and he hasn't even picked a movie. Tom's going to give us the background on all his options. <laughs> well, I mean, I figured. I mean, you want to know more about me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, about you, maybe about Brendan Fraser's, yeah, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to hold on to airheads for a later date. <laughs> You're spared. I, you know, after I, after I did Fright Night, you both loved Fright Night. You both loved Phantasm, which I was so ecstatic about. Uh, Love is a strong word, Todd. Yeah. Ah, don't talk to me. I know exactly how you all feel. I did love Fright Night. That's my favorite mm -hmm. Force Watch ever. I at least okay. liked Fright Night. Yeah. Fright Night was a, was a happy surprise. I I was glad we watched Phantasm. I'll never watch it again. Well, you don't need to watch it again. You've already seen it once, and you know, unless I get it, unless I force you to watch it again. Um, the movie so, time. Yeah, every time. 
Uh, okay, well, so the the one the one that we need to go with then. Here we go. Is drum roll, uh, reanimator. Oh boy. Sounds reanimator. Sounds like a Scott special right there. It, it really does. <clears throat> Man, what, can can we do son-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> you can do son-in-law in addition to. <laughs> Here you go, Todd, uh, Scott. A dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in a bizarre. In bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. <laughs> Are you excited? Uh yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds it sounds like a winner. Well reanimator.com is available on GoDaddy, oh, by the way. Really? Man, I can't believe uh, they haven't gotten that. That's it. Reanimator, Reanimator was one of those that came out um, in that magical year of 1985. 1985 was a really good year for horror movies. So, but this Dude, is thing on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics 94 percent. Wow, audience 82. Todd. There you go. This is giving me hope. Uh, you're gonna probably be disturbed a little bit. There's some weird, <laughs> there's some weirdness going on in there, but it's okay. This is based on you've heard of H.P. Lovecraft, I'm sure, the uh, wonky writer from the early 20th century. Yeah, he um, he wrote all this weird fiction about stuff that was just like you know, like an alternate uh, dimension type stuff. So. Uh, really weird, crazy, creepy stuff. This is this has really got a lot of dark comedy to it, um, but it's it's it is funny uh, and it's kind of gory. It's a little bit on the gory side, and I'm not a big fan of gore for gore's sake, but it is good. Looks like there might be some boobs in it. Oh well, um, it is a special. <laughs> <laughs> it is the sheen pick. Well, I. I I don't mean to get your hopes up, or maybe I am getting your hopes up, but there's, let me just say, there's more than, <laughs> there's more than boobs. So, oh, wow. You got All right. Uh, should we move along with uh, this week's game? Yes, sir. Oh, and by the way, there's uh, Paddington 2 is also in release this week. Oh. Yeah, I, think, I think let's stick with the commuter. <laughs> so the commuter is a Liam Neeson movie, uh, where, where he once again must save everybody, uh, man in his late sixties or mid sixties, whatever he is, uh, taking on people one, at his age. Yeah. I don't believe he has special skills as he likes to say in this one. So I think he's just yeah. a dude. Yeah. And it's sort of like, a, uh, it sort of has a, a sort of a speed vibe to it. Uh, it's on a train, and it seems like somebody's sort of kind of playing a game with him. We all get uh, 15 seconds <laughs> <laughs> to name well, I get to go last again. Uh, because... Yep. So, Todd, what are we what are we uh, betting on? Opening box office, Rotten Tomato score? Uh, let's do box office on the commuter. Box office. All right, commuter, opening box office. And Todd, you were first pick, sir. Always. I'm going with um, 24 million. 
Oh, good job, Todd. Wow. Thank you. I like so he he didn't he he just spit it out there. It's up <laughs> against the post. I don't feel like there'll be a lot of crossover crowd for those two. So I don't know that that's going to hurt it too much. Well, Jumanji's still doing really good numbers. Yeah. Star Wars is still going to be doing good numbers. And you've got Paddington, too. That's going to get some of the family money. Yeah. So my next. Yep. Uh, the dirtiest player in the game will go 23. 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodness sakes. Alan, you know, you're smart. You're going to do 23. <laughs> You don't want to, Alan. Do you really want to watch another Brendan Fraser movie? Yeah, but you're you're threatening Airhead, so I don't. I'm not safe either way you go here. Alan is always in a good spot because he gets Here's to choose last, but I always put him kind of in a bad spot because <laughs> if you he know, somebody's yeah. <laughs> here's here's my promise to you, Alan. If I win again, I will not do Airheads the next Force Watch. I promise. All right, I'll go twenty-two. Uh, I just, I just, I told you, Parker. I just crotched the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> but you know what? That doesn't make you the dirt, the new dirtiest player in the game. That makes you. I just want to win one, man. I just want to win one. <laughs> I think you're going to win it. Son of a gun! I, I intentionally, I intentionally was going to say twenty-two, but you know what? I upped it by two. I gave you <laughs> gravy twenty-two. Watch this thing will do twenty-four and a half million. <laughs> it's uh, impossible for us le- to do less than an hour. We couldn't <laughs> if if somebody put a million dollars on the table. How much said, time? How much? What are we at right now? An hour and ten minutes on Encino. God, I thought we were going to do thirty minutes. <laughs> I really had planned on doing thirty. I was, I don't know. I was yapping early on and about, I don't know how we do it. What other podcasting team can talk about Encino Man for an hour? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's one out there. And, and listen, people, this is why you're going to share this episode with your friends. Yeah. Right. Yes. I didn't say that on the last episode, but. We want to thank you for listening, and and we encourage you to share. If you are sharing, thank you. But I don't think too many of you are, so please do so. <laughs> <laughs> just make it. Just make it your goal. Uh, numbers numbers dipped after two months off. Uh, we were yeah. on a steady climb, so we need you to get reengaged. Make and- that one of your New Year's resolutions: is to share talk hard with your friends and family on your social medias. I'll take you a step further. Uh, one of your friends take their phone mm. and subscribe just, for them. Yeah, just that's say, a good idea. let yeah. me see your phone and then hit that subscribe button on their iTunes. Yeah. How many more reviews do you need, Scott, before we uh, draw for another space capture? Uh, let me use this George Zaloom tab to look... <laughs> <laughs> To look that up. Uh, all the information you have up there at your fingertips. Talk hard. Movie pod. We still need four. Four reviews. Okay, four more reviews. Somebody's Golly, getting somebody's a, really close to goodness. Somebody's getting a, a t-shirt. 
a vintage. Oh yeah, since they're out of circulation now, it's like boxed a, up since like 1982. It's like a one in fifteen chance. All you got to do is yeah. leave a review. What uh, are you waiting on? So thank you all very much for doing so uh, ahead of time. Um, are you all ready to get out of here and go to bed? Yep. All right. Well, for uh, for Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin encouraging you to go see the commuter. <laughs> Walk softly. Talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.